0: Welcome to another edition of the No B.S. D.F.S. Podcast. I'm your host Joe, my co-host Nick, back again, giving you guys our picks and predictions. For the, the Rocket Mortgage uh Mortgage Classic at Detroit Golf Club. Um but before we get into that, let's recap last week, Nick. So first off, I gotta say, DJ is back and I hit the outright bet. So that was nice for me. And it was a solid DK week for both of us. We bounced back in a big way. And I I mean you profit a little more than me overall but we both had a good week so yeah whatever uh go ahead and you know tell us uh who you kind of had your recap for last week for you so
1: yeah so it was a great bounce back week like you mentioned um the guys that got it done for me were harold varner the third i was all over him for the last couple of weeks and i knew it was coming and it finally came through at um at last week's Travelers, he played really well. Um, I was also, I mean, I wasn't on DJ, which kind of didn't let me get in the really upper echelon of the top-heavy contest, but I had enough of the other guys that played well, like Rory and Victor Hovland, where they kind of carried my team to get some solid prizes. Um, I ended up getting pretty lucky in a satellite where I still won it with only four of six making the cut, which just shows how crazy of a week it was last week. I mean, there were so many chalk plays that missed the cut, and, you know, we, we faded them for the most part. We weren't on Morikawa, and we weren't on – Yeah, you nailed that one.
0: Nice. Yeah, that
1: was pretty crazy. I'll remember that for a long time. Um, we weren't on Brian Harmon, or at least I wasn't um, – j rose i was on j rose and he choked uh luckily that didn't kill my lineups because i had enough rory and bryson and xander but uh yeah overall you know i made about uh let's see, about 600 bucks so it was a solid week um unfortunately a lot of that is not able to be withdrawn since it's from a satellite but you know i'm gonna use that ticket at the memorial not using it this week this week's just you know it's just not the same field so rather just wait and see with it and uh yes yeah, it's, it's nice to be back in the positive side of things that's for sure
0: oh indeed yeah so for me I obviously i know you didn't uh i don't think it did really any outright bets but yeah i happened to bet on dustin and he won so i cashed there and then on DraftKings, I had Dustin a little bit, not as much as obviously I wish I would have had him, but I still had him, you know, I had a sprinkle of him. So, and then on top of that, my big favorite play that I'm most proud of is uh, Lucas Glover really came through, uh, less than 4% owned last week, uh, which honestly we'll get into the picks, but this week he's going to be a lot more popular. It looks like, and I'm fading him this week, believe it or not, um, But last week, he really came uh, through for me. I had some Rory. He obviously, you know, he had a a bounce-back week, you could say, for him. It's best finish since the restart. Um, Obviously, Bryson, I had a lot of him. You know, just another great week for him. He was chalky, which obviously this week, again, he'll be really chalky again. But another couple plays, yeah, I was also on Varner. Um, but yeah, that minus three cut line last week, that, that was just, or I mean, well, you know, minus four, I guess, uh, just, uh, there was a lot of, uh, chalky players and a lot of pretty solid players that just missed the cut by a stroke last week. So that's why I'm pretty sure I was hearing things too, that, you know, it was only like 1% of lineups had six to six, make the cut or something. So it was a really crazy week and you could easily have had a guy miss the cut and still want a ton of money, um. But other than that I, I ended up kinda he uh one other play that I was that worked out for me is I had Paul Casey um and Victor Hovlin. They're both kinda popular, but other than that, just a pretty solid leak obviously for both of us. The main thing for me was the outright bet that really elevated my profits. So other than that, yeah, just after our obviously poor performance at RBC we bounced back in a big way at travelers and let's hopefully keep this train going so even though this field's weaker this week but still golf and you know it's still gonna be fun to watch so let's get into it um so this week we're at like I mentioned at the top of the podcast Detroit Golf Club aka Rocket Mortgage Classic um so this course we're finally getting a par 72 the last few weeks you know we haven't got that um it's this is the longest course we've seen since the you know since the restart mm-hmm. here in the past few tournaments um still not super long and it's going to be another birdie fest probably in an easy course um because that was shown this is actually this is a uh, last year this is a new event that was implemented in the pga tour schedule and this is only the second year um at this course but last year it showed it was a birdie fest and the field was weak last year as well so um but yeah i mean at least now you know like i said we, we got four par fives this week some of them are pretty long so i mean these short knockers you know the last few weeks um they obviously which i still think they're going to be able to compete just fine here but they're definitely, it's, you know, it's definitely I am weighing a little more guys that, I mean, I still want accuracy, um, but as far as off the tee, you know, distance is definitely plays more of an advantage this week. And then again, like just my main thing I'm looking at is uh ball striking. Um, once again, just guys that can, you know, yeah get greens in regulation and just dial it in with their irons and give themselves those birdie looks and also eagle looks i think there's going to be plenty of eagles this week um so yeah it should be a fun week Um, other than that the weather at least what i'm seeing it looks pretty calm um and obviously you know pretty warm as well in the upper 80s um and then before I let you speak on your stats and, you know, what uh, your thoughts on the course and everything, last thing I'll say for me is I also looked at um, – well, I want to say I looked at guys that are putting well on uh, bent grass. looks like it's uh, bent grass this week, mixed in with a little polo, I believe. Um, so uh, I also looked at that, just, you know, see who's good on those surfaces putting. And then strokes gained approach off the tee, uh, good drive percentage, par five efficiency. And my biggest stat that I'm weighing the heaviest out of anything other than ball striking is uh, 200 plus yards in proximity. Because when I looked really into the stats here, thanks to Fantasy National, at this course, and since this course is a little bit longer, it's like 73, thousand 7, three hundred. 40 yards or right around there. Um, par 72, as I mentioned, uh, the proximity, a lot of these guys, especially on the long par fives, they're going to have 200 plus yard and approach, like approach shots, you know, they're going to be 200 plus away. Um, so, you know, I looked at guys that are, you know, are, uh, accurate and solid in that range. And then obviously that, you know, goes with uh, greens and regulation because you want to give yourself those ego opportunities. And I mean, again, it's another week where strokes around the green just doesn't matter as much to me. I just think it's going to be who's going to get hot with their putter, who's going to, you know, get a lot of greens regulation, gives themselves those birdie looks. And obviously, if you, you know, if you're a magician around the greens this week, if you get high still, it's obviously can gain a lot of strokes that way as well. But it's just not I'm just not weighing it as heavily. Um this week as I will and you know future uh tournaments so yeah that's really all I got um and then also I want to quick mention too there's a, the par threes are kind of long uh some of them so just that's another thing but yeah go ahead Nick and uh give us your thoughts on the course breakdown and so forth
1: yeah so it's sounding like we're a uh, Donald Ross design and uh, I guess old Donald likes to do back to front green so it's going to be important to be Uh, have good precision with your irons and wedges because obviously you want to be below the hole give yourself the uphill putt because if if you've ever played golf you'll know an uphill putt is a hell of a lot easier than a downhill or a sideways putt so it's really important to just have good distance control I think so I looked at just like the last couple of weeks I didn't really look anything before the hiatus but Last couple of weeks, uh, the proximity from 100 to 125 and 125 to 150. I think that's going to be important. Just who's got the touch with the the delicate little shots, and otherwise, I just want T to green. I'm I'm always a believer in putting is volatile, and you know you just it's just tough to predict. So if you got the guys who are giving themselves opportunities. It's just basic statistics where the more opportunities you got, the more chances and the more likely you're going to have to convert those opportunities into birdies. So I really like, um, just ball striking simple as that. Um, yeah, otherwise I think it's going to be a birdie fest. Like you said, I mean, I'm thinking the winner is going to be in the low 20 under pars, probably around 21, 22 under. So it's, it's make birdies or get left behind this week. So, uh, yeah, I just – I really want guys who can – the way I envision it is I really want guys who can <coughs> just have the feel from, you know, 100 to 150 yards, who can just land it where they want it, be uphill, because, I mean, I'd much rather have someone who has a 15-foot uphill putt than a 10-foot downhill putt. So, I mean, these guys are so good that – if they have an easy putt, you know, it's likely going in. And I think that's going to be important this week, but we'll see.
0: All right. Yeah, definitely. Um, So other than that, uh, let's get into the picks for the Rocket Mortgage here. Um, So I'll let you start off here. I'm just trying to pull this up a second. So, yeah, I mean – 9K and above range. Give us your favorite plays and any fades that you have and just your breakdown on this uh, um, slate here.
1: So, Okay, well, I guess I'll be brief and say I'm just going to pencil in Bryson and basically move on. Um, I don't think I got to explain things to people. I mean, they they've seen it all, and he's gone to accuracy – prioritized courses and dominated them all top 10 finishes now he's coming to a bomber's paradise and it's honestly i don't think he's just gonna win i think he's gonna win by four or more shots so i i'm just i'm going 100 percent bryson um for, i guess that just leaves me or i really can't afford web uh, I, I paired him with hatton and reed a few times just because i i think they could be really good and Funny enough, Patrick Reed was um, the number one player last week in proximity from like 100 to 125 yards. So I did play Patrick Reed a little bit with Bryson. Um, I faded Hideki. I know he's not going to be as bad as he was at uh, RBC Heritage. But the ownership, I think it's going to be there. All these guys are going to at least be 15% owned. So I just don't think I'm getting any leverage right there. And so I'll, I'll fade Hideki. I just I don't think he's there yet. And for as bad as he is playing, I don't think he can fix all that in just a matter of two weeks. Uh, Victor Hovland, played him, you know, just a few times. Uh think he's going to be great. I think he's going to get in the top 10, but... At that price, you you know you need them to get first or second to pay off, and I already think Bryson's going to get first. Um, otherwise, you know I'm really not playing Sung Jm or Fowler <clears throat> or Finau very much. I might have played them one time, but that's it. I don't think I played Fowler at all. I just don't really think any of those guys' games is on right now, and I just don't think this is the week where they pop um Bubba Watson I love Bubba Watson at 9,200 I think my quote of this week is going to be that in a few years we're all going to be saying this is above a Bubba track and I think Bubba could honestly be the one to defeat Bryson this week if it's going to be anybody but otherwise I think Bubba gets a top five and I think he's in the in the winning lineup in all contests um Kevin, Na, I really, and Scotty Scheffler really didn't play him much. So basically I'm, I'm all in on Bryson and then I really like Bubba. I'm about 60% Bubba this week. And then just a little here and there of Hatton and Reed and Hovland.
0: Okay. Yeah, great. Very interesting takes. Uh, definitely some agreements between us and then also a few disagreements. Um, but, you know, obviously we both kind of said to each other off air that, you know, this isn't the most confident week for a lot of people. It's just because the field's so much weaker, it's just tougher to really gauge, you know, what's kind of going to happen, especially at a newer course on the tour schedule and, you know, just how it's going to be a birdie fest. To me, it's just kind of a crab shoe. Obviously, you know, we we study up things and take our favorite guys and ride with them, but, you know, we'll see. It, it's it's definitely going to be a volatile week, I think, um, for sure. But, yeah, as far as my plays here, 9K and above, I mean, my I guess my favorite plays, I mean, like, I don't even have to say anything either. Like, just pencil and Bryson for – and I don't want to say I picked them on all my lineups. I didn't make that many lineups this week just because of just – less confidence i mean i'm confident who i like but just as far as the tournament like i just said um, i just decided to spend a little more and do some bigger entries um, and make a little less teams but bryson's on the majority of my lineups um you know yeah i think he could easily win by five or six strokes i just know it's coming and this is clearly seems like the week where he's going to do that i mean i don't even have to say much more i mean he's has six straight top tens. I mean he's right now he's playing with the number one player in the world. Just hasn't hit the winner circle in a little while. Um obviously he has some wins on the PGA tour and you know later this year when it comes to Augusta, he's one of my favorite picks for that. Um I've already bet him like a while back. I got him at uh forty to one like a while ago, which it hasn't cancelled yet, I'm surprised, but before he really started popping. Um, I just think, anyway, but it's, that'll be later date, obviously. But, yeah, this week I think Bryson at 11 here, you know, you just pencil him in. I think he's, at the very least, he'll finish in the top ten, and he might win by six strokes. Um, I'm just really confident. His overall game has just been elite, just everything. So, simple as that. Um, I'm completely fading Webb. Some people are on him, and I don't blame him, but with these long par fives and just, you know, and just how his ownership's going to be, and he just won, and I understand, like, he's a really, he's becoming, you know, kind of a world-class player. He just, you know, he um, he's a solid player, like, ever, I mean, in most areas. and But his distance off the tee isn't, you know it's just not as like bryson just smashes it way farther and you know this course isn't the longest course on tour but i just i'm just fading Webb out of just got feeling that i don't know I, I feel like he might miss the cut honestly and i know that's hard to say i mean i don't want to say that i guess but i just i just don't think he's gonna do as well as some other guys up here that i'll mention um well like like for example like yeah i'm I'm on board Patrick Reed as well at 10,500 on DraftKings. Again, he could definitely, I think last year here, not that I weighed course history really at all, I didn't, but he did finish um, in the top 10. I think he finished fifth last year here. Obviously, he's just a really solid player. He's been in good form, as you mentioned. He checks a lot of boxes I looked at um for stats this week um so he can get really hot with his putter he can get really hot with his wedges um off the tee is a little you know he can kind of be wild off the tee at times but i'm not concerned with that this week um i don't think the roughs are going to be too penal um so as far as i know I've been back and forth on Hatton, but I ended up deciding I'm just going to fade him. Uh, I really don't have any good reasons. He's obviously,
1: you
0: know, I, he's obviously up here for a reason. You know, the guy can easily, he could easily win this week. Um, his iron play is just immaculate, um, you know. And if you look, just his last few starts, just. Very solid all top tens a win at the Arnold Palmer first week back in a while r b c finishes third, so clearly the guy's he's a winner, you know, and he's a competitor, but I'm not going to play him this week either, same with Web, just because I'd rather play Bryson and Reed and you know the one disagreement we have, and i just I just can't ignore it, and I could be way wrong, and you know I'll give you credit if if you're if you're right or you know or but I'm playing Hideki at ten thousand two hundred he just popped. I mean, he's just popping off the page here with the stats. I just – I understand he played – he burned us. He burned me. But that's why I like him a little more because I think people are – his ownership is going to be, you know, over 10%. But I don't know. I just – you know, I just think some people that would be on him are going to stay off him because they burned him at the same time. and He just pops off the page in stats. I just can't ignore it. Um, you know, and uh, he can quickly turn it around. Like just how web, like look at web's first start back. He did horrible at the Charles Schwab and then he won a could, you know, write the same story here. Horrible at the RBC takes a week off, comes back. I mean, he could win this week, I think. Uh, so I'm playing him. I'm pairing him up with Bryson and then, and then, uh, the lineups, I don't have Bryson. I'm pairing him up with Reed. And I'm fading all the rest of these guys. I can't – I got to admit, though, Bubba, I mean, I do kind of want to play him, actually. But I like him. It's just – I I don't have him in any of my lineups right now, but that could change before the night's over here, um, before the tea times tomorrow as we're recording Wednesday evening here. Um, But, yeah, Hovland is going to be the chalkiest play of the week, it looks like, and I'm just – Fading him uh as well. He obviously, his game's really solid. Ball striking's, you know, it's just a short game is where he lacks. And it's just mostly because he's going to be the highest owned guy. And I don't know, I just have a feeling he's a young player. He's still learning. I mean, he could easily just have a bad week, maybe. And that's what I'm hoping for. And I'd rather just play Hideki and Bryson and Reed over him. So again, um just gonna be a fade Fowler his game isn't there I keep saying this every time it's just not there so it's an easy fade Tony Fino, same kind of thing it's just not quite there right now it's not that he's playing horrible but again it's just I don't think it's his week I had some interest in Scheffler and nah but Scheffler burned me last week Uh, just missing the cut. He burned a lot of people. I mean, he could definitely have a really good week. I mean, he should be able to destroy these par fives and make some Eagles if he's playing well and just, you know, can make, but he's just such a horrible putter. And I think putting, you know, putting's very volatile, like you said, but I, I just, that's just kind of what puts me off of him too. I just feel like he's going to have some good looks and he's just not going to make them or I don't know. Like, at the same time, I mean, I could see him doing really well, but I could also see him just blowing up and missing the cut, too. So we'll see. I'm probably going to not play him at all. I just kind of decided. I, I thought about him, but I think I'm going to fade him. Uh, Kevin Na, I'd never play this guy, and I almost was going to this week, but I just couldn't do it again. So, yeah, other than that, M. I'm a little interested in him, but I just don't think I'm going to go there this week. So, yeah, I'm just really – my player pool is just – since I mentioned playing a lot less lineups, it's really uh, shrunk down this week. Uh, My main guy, like I said, I'm really just playing Bryson, Reed, Hideki, and then maybe some Bubba, and that's it. So, yeah, that's all I got for the 9K and above range. Uh, Moving on here, we'll go to the 8K range uh yeah i guess i'm not i'll see what your thoughts are but i am not a big fan of this range how about you
1: yeah not a fan of this range um really at all but it's mostly a product of playing bryson and bubba so much is that i just i can't really afford these guys so but the ones that i did play that you know if i were to go balanced I would really like Lucas Glover. Um, I know you said you didn't like him, but I think that's kind of a result of of him being chalky. But, you know, the stats Um, don't lie. He's striking it really well right now, as is Doc Redman, which I forgot to mention. I was all over him last week, but that's at 6,700 Doc Redman. This is 8,500. That's a completely different thing you know before all he has to do is make the cut and now you know at 8500 you're kind of looking for a top 15 finish and i just i mean he's you know he's better than these guys but is he really that much better than you know let me just go down is he really that much better than harry higgs at 6800 i mean i don't know not really not 1700 dollars better um So, yeah, Redmond and Glover is going to be the chalk. If I were going to eat some of the chalk, it would be more of Glover. Um, Sabatini, you know, he's checking the boxes. He's just – he's really solid. Um, Got third place here last year. So, you know, I got no problems with Sabatini. Uh, Posting, horrible. I mean, I just – I don't understand how he's 8,700. Um, his his short game finally left him last week, and as a result, he missed the cut because everything else is wrong with his game already. Um, Jason Day, you know, I, I know some people are hyping up Jason Day, but come on, guys, it's not, it's not 2016 anymore. Jason Day's career, I mean, I don't want to say it's finished, but it's not there right now anyway. It's not there for the Rocket Mortgage 2020, so... Anybody who plays Jason Day, I guess thank you for paying the rake. Um so then then you got the euros, Bezenhout, Bellow, Kidiama, Van Royen. Um all seeming to be low owned. Um my favorite is Bellow. I like Rafa this week. Um he showed, you know, he got hot on Sunday and he might carry that momentum into this week and feel like you know he's a veteran more than those other guys and he didn't play here last year well actually none of these people did but yeah my my play would be bellow from this cheaper part of the 8k range um hadwin i mean i got no problems with hadwin either but like i said it's just i can't really get to these guys after having bryson and and Bubba. i just i need some cheaper guys and these ones are too expensive but just to recap real quick um Probably my favorite play would be uh, RCB and Lucas Glover. And then my least favorite plays would be Jason Day and J.T. Poston.
0: Okay, great. Uh, Yeah, for me, a lot of similar takes here. You know, Sabatini is checking a lot of the boxes. I almost wanted to go to him. Cause no one ever likes to play him and he just continues to post, you know, a lot of really solid finishes, but yeah, I just couldn't afford him with my teams and uh, that I, you know, my lineups that I was creating and I just didn't want to put him in any for that reason. So, um, you know, that's really, I got for him. He's obviously checks a lot of the boxes, though. He's pretty solid player this year so far. Um, j t posting fade for me really don't have much to say i just he just doesn't i mean he obviously can post some solid finishes but his around the green game continues to save him i mean he's really not striking the ball that good uh it's just he's been so hot with his putting and around the green game um, but that stuff can easily go away and you know he He's not the longest hitter off the tee by any means. Um, so just an easy fade. I think he's going to miss the cut, to be honest. Uh, Jason Day, same thing. He finally had a decent week last week. Um, and this field's a lot weaker. I mean, I get why people are trying to take a chance. But he's not the caliber player he once was when he was winning majors. Um so I'm out on day. simple as that. Uh I think his career you said it might not be over. I think it's over, so sorry, man, but I think your career's done. Hang it up, you know, just not there. No, I'm kidding. I mean he could compete again, but um, you know, I just I just his game just isn't there right now and until he really starts being a lot more consistent than um See, if they had the British Open this year, that's the thing. They don't have it. It's canceled. But if they had that, it'd be the one tournament I'd consider him. I just, I don't, depending on the course and all that, and if he was starting to play better. Um, But, yeah. Anyway, I'm fading them this week. Doc Redman and Glover, it's not that I don't like these guys. I do. I'd want to play them. If you're playing cash, lock them in. I mean, you know, but for GPPs, it's just you got to fade them. And here's the thing that I've ran into, though, is that, like, everyone's saying this, like, oh, you got to fade these guys, because, but then I've realized, too, that their ownership is probably going to be a little lower than what anticipated. It's still going to be high, but some people that would have played them are not going to play them. It's kind of like reverse psychology, where, you know, just how we're saying. I'm not going to play them based on ownership, but then their ownership is going to end up being not even that high. And then if they do well, I'm just going to be like, damn, you know, why didn't I play them? But no, honestly, I mean, I like them, but they're both striking the ball really well. Doc Redman finished T he finished second last year here. First appearance. Well, first time, you know, the tournament was held and they're, but on top of that, they're both just in great form. So I can't argue to play them, but I'm just going to fade them just because like you said, I can't afford really anyone in this range on the teams I've made. Uh, I have a lot of cheaper guys. And one thing I'll add is I just think players in this range could easily have the same upside as people that are, you know, in the 6K range, seven low 7K range. So just makes sense to save the salary when you're going to play the most expensive guy, Bryson, so. Other than that, Hadwin, if I had to pick my favorite play, it is Adam Hadwin, just out of consistency. And I just think he's going to make the cut and, you know, finish like T30. So I just – he's my favorite play. I actually put him on one lineup. uh, But, yeah, other than that. Rafa, I see why you like him. I, I can't argue, but I'm not gonna play him though. Kurt Kitayama, he ha- happened to qualify last minute for this tournament. Um he obviously has shown he can make some cuts on the PG tour. He's an okay player, but I don't know a ton about him and I just it's just out of I just can't play him. Eric Van Rooyen, same kind of thing. Had a solid finish at the RBC. Took a week off. Coming back again, I'm gonna have a little interest in him, but I don't think I'm gonna get there. It's really just maybe Hadwin. So other than that, yeah, I just really don't like this range at all, to be honest. So we're gonna move on here. Um, so to the seven K range, I got quite a bit of guys I like in this range, but I'll let you start off uh, as usual. So go ahead and give us your take on this range.
1: Yeah. Go. I'm gonna stay on the Varner train at seventy six hundred. I just think Well, is outright is down to fifty to one and I think honestly this could be the week where he gets it done and gets his first tour victory, or maybe his one, but it wasn't really at a well known event or something, but yeah, I think Harold Varner is just, has, he's simply underpriced. He's last week's Victor Hovland, and striking has been insane. It's just, if his putter can be, you know, in the top 50 guys in the field, I think he has a legit shot to win this thing. And on top of that, as he played it, he was on fire. So it just shows, you know, he his game is there, and Unfortunately, DraftKings made a pricing error and the ownership is gonna be up on him. I mean, I, I would be playing him if he was eighty-six hundred. I mean he'd still be in my core if he was eighty-six hundred. So I'm I'm gonna be all over Harold Varner again. I'm a hundred percent Varner and Bryson. Those are the two guys I'm all in on. And then I'm gonna move on from there. But uh the easy fade right at the top, seventy nine hundred horrible. I mean, just I mean, he's bad off, but he's even worked with his irons over the last couple of weeks. He's done it all with the putter and the short game, and I mean, we all know it's just it's only a matter of time before that. Um, we're back to the meat, and yeah, Sneds is the easy fade. Um, another easy fade, seventy-seven hundred. Kevin Kisner, we were not on him last week at all, and I'm not on him again. Um, you know, maybe some pivots if you want to go away from the ownership of Harold Varner is Scott Stallings. He's playing, playing a lot better, and you I know Scott can. You know, he could DFL or he could be a top ten guy. But you know, he's he's definitely worth a GPP lineup. I, w- I wouldn't play him in cash, but in tournaments, definitely give him a consideration. Um. Other than that, you know, I really. I really couldn't even afford much of these guys because, like I said, Bubba and Bryson and stacks is it it cost a pretty penny. So I do have um, a couple of really cheap guys in the seven k range that I did have to play more often than I would have liked. But the ones I went with is guys who are playing hot. So that's uh right at seven k. Tyler Duncan. He's made every single cut since the break, and you know his game. I guess it just it must be there. And I looked into the stats a little bit and he's actually not doing it with the putter, which is good to see. So hopefully that bounces back and maybe he does even better than a 50th place finish. Like he's been getting. And then, um, the other guy like his 7,100 Kyle Stanley, uh, he's basically the same story. Um, he hasn't been doing it with the putter, but everything else in his game's clicking. So hopefully they bounce back with their putters this week and, uh, getting the top 25 that'd be really nice so that's kind of where i'm at basically varner stanley duncan and uh Stallings is kind of my plays here okay we definitely have a lot of agreements in this range
0: yeah i i played quite a bit of guys in this range i mean i have a lot i have some guys in the 6k range i like as well but yeah First guy, HV3, Uh, I like him as well. His ball striking has been there, checks a lot of the boxes, playing well, good form, has a high upside, can make a lot of birdies. So, yeah, lock in HV3 on some of my lineups. I at 7,600. Just I think he'll do – well, I think he'll have a good week. Um, Simple as that. Um, Maverick McNeely right beside him same price at 7600 Um am as a pivot no one's really talking about him too much i think his ownership will be i believe sub 10 percent um i know hv3 will likely be over that um, but i still like him but McNeely is a, a nice pivot i think you know he has the upside he can make a lot of birdies he checks a lot of the boxes as well and uh you know, he's in good form this year overall. Uh, he makes the cut pretty much every tournament as well. So I just think he's a pretty safe play, but with a lot of upside. And, and uh, you know, so I just, I like McNeely, uh, you know, a younger player that's coming into his own. Uh, yeah. Everyone above him, are all fades for me. And then I have a few more plays, but Grace is a fade. Kisner's a fade. Coach Case burned us last week. Almost made the cut. Couldn't quite do it. Um, you know, he could bounce back this week, but I'm not going there. Kisner's not there. Brendan Todd, I never play that guy, even though, you know, he choked last week. Still had a great week, but I can't go there. Alex Norin. So, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, my play range here uh, i'm gonna agree with you on hv3 uh definitely you know, in his form have been there i think he can have a good week i like hv3 at 7600 uh, another guy that's right beside him maverick mcneely i really like him as well as a pivot um he's obviously in good form he makes a lot of cuts he can make a lot of birdies just like HG three, I think. And, you know, he checks a lot of the boxes. So I'm in on McNeely, everyone above him though. Grace Kisner, Todd, Noren, Harmon, Snedeker. They're all fades for me this week. How about um, the, the Will Gordon? You know, yeah, I'm, I'm off him. I, you know, I just, you can't, I just can't go there. I know he has a lot to play for once again this week, um, but, you know, I just, I just can't go to him. I know he's motivated and, you know, I, I would just like some other guys better and I just can't trust him really. Um, I'd rather play HV3. I'd rather play McNeely. Also, yeah, Stallings is a pivot as well.
1: Patrick Rogers um, back to the well with him.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Just having mentioned it, Patrick Rogers, I'm going back to him. You know, he's a cut maker. The guy can get hot with his flat stick. Let me tell you. And, uh, the rest of his game can also be pretty solid. He makes a lot of cuts. He, he goes overlooked every single week. And yeah, 7,400, I'm going to play some Patrick Rogers this week. Um, for sure. I think he bounces back in a big way and, gets a top 30 finish. Um, But, yeah, I'm fully agreeing with you on uh, Tyler Duncan as well and Kyle Stanley. I really like Kyle Stanley. Man, does he pop on the stats I was looking at. Um, And just on top of that, I mean, you know, missed the cut at the RBC. But, yeah, you know, but the Travelers last week really came into form. And I think he'll continue that this week in this weak field. And he has a lot of upside and he can make a lot of birdies. And he just completely popped with the stats. So I'm going to take a chance on him at 7,100. So I like Stanley. Um, And then, like I was saying, Tyler Duncan, just he's a cut maker, made every cut since the restart. Uh, You know, overall, his game's been really solid. Uh, especially his ball striking, which I – that's my number one thing I'm looking at. So, yeah, might go back to – or, uh, well, I don't want to say go back to the well. I haven't played him, but, um, yeah, I might go go to Tyler Duncan a little bit this week. Other than that, all these other guys are kind of fades. If you wanted to play Hubbard, I couldn't argue with you, but I'm not going to go there. Um, Another guy that – I'm kind of interested in but I'm not going to probably play him but I you know if you want to take a shot on him I couldn't blame you and that's uh, Peter Uline Um, you know this guy can sometimes really make your week I mean at the Charles Schwab finished T14 so you know he checks some of the boxes Um, he's just a really big time sleeper if you want to take a chance throw a dart couldn't blame you there but the rest of these guys i'm just fading but my favorite plays to recap are I, I couldn't hate on you either if you want to play keegan bradley but i just really never play that guy um very often but yeah kyle stanley um tyler duncan mcneely hv3 maybe some stallings so yeah those are my favorite plays everyone else is just easy fades and then And then I got some intriguing 6K plays, but I'll let you, like usual, uh, give us your takes first and any guys that you're playing in the 6K range and your fades and so on.
1: Yeah. Earlier, like, I really don't think there's that much of a difference between the 6K and the 8K range this week. So I was perfectly comfortable going stars and scrubs, and as a result of that, I had to come down to this range a lot and basically the guys that I'm pulling the trigger on this week is my number one play of this range is a guy is $6,900 missed the cut at Heritage then came back strong at the Travelers he's a bomber got 42nd place here last year he gained in all areas last week in all strokes, which is off the tee approach, around the green, and putting. And that is my boy Sam Burns. I think he's going to make the cut for sure. Who knows what he does on the weekend, but I feel comfortable he'll get to the weekend. Then we got my next favorite play, way down the list, to 6,500. And this is a guy who has just been... Insanely hot with the Irons. Wesley Bryan, he was also in the charity match. He was a little bit off, but, you know, I'm not shaken off by that. He's just, <clears throat> DraftKings just forgot to price him up. And, you know, ever since he played with Bubba that one time on the weekend, uh, him and Bubba were having a good chat. They must have been friends or something. Then he got put in a mic'd up group with Bubba the next week. And, uh, he really shined and he made the cut and played really well. So, I think the Wesley Bryan train. I'm not. I haven't been on it, but I'm gonna hop on it this week. So hopefully it doesn't come crashing. I really think he's gonna uh, have a good week. It's this is a second shot course, and I feel like he's one of the best of this field for his second shots. Um, then we got couple of dart throw plays that I had to go to a few times is Lonto. You know, he played better the last week. Who knows if he does it, but he did play better last week, so he could be underpriced. Um, Chesson Hadley, he made both the cuts that he played in at Charles Schwab and RBC, so that just shows me, you know, if, if you're making cuts in that strong of fields, which, you know, th- those were two world-class fields, he must be playing really good. So maybe – if he can make the cut again, it'll do even better than that. Um, I've been missing the cut. Corn Fairy win, but maybe this kind of field will feel a little bit more like a Corn Fairy tour event, no offense, but yeah. So then uh, Aaron Wise also, 6,700. Finally made a cut after the longest time. So I know Aaron Wise is – class by any means but he's not horrible either I mean I remember him in college at Oregon and he was one of the best college players but he was hot for a little bit in his early PGA career but I don't know I guess he just lost his game so I can't blame anyone who wants to play Aaron Wise I did play him a few times I also played Cameron Davis you know he's Checking the boxes for the stats. He's a bomber. He's pretty solid iron player. And you know, I just think he's a lot better than a lot of these other guys in this range. And then also maybe a little bit of a narrative play. Sixty four hundred Hudson Swafford. I think he's only got maybe one or two more events on his medical exemption. You know what he's got that's have a finishes. So I think Hudson will be coming in prepared at least um he did miss the cut last week at travelers but there's no shame in that it's it was a world-class field and then my last guy that i had to play maybe two times way down here 6200 chase Seifert. um haven't seen him since the the hiatus but the guy checks the boxes for the stats <laughs> he's great par 5 he's solid on birdie or better and he's a bomber You can get hot with the putter and you know i I think I only played him on the teams where I maybe paired Bryson with like Hovland or Hatton or Reed but yeah you know I mean I like him a hell of a lot better than the other 6200 guys so that's kind of why he made the list but yeah just to recap my favorite plays would be Wes Bryan and uh Sam Burns, I really think those guys will get it done this week. I'd be shocked if either of them missed the cut. Okay.
0: Yeah, so for me, yeah, I'm going to agree with you on Sam Burns. I think he'll make the cut very likely at 6,900. Uh, At this moment, I don't really have him on many lineups, but I do agree with you there. I just – I like some other guys better that I want to take a chance on. Um, And one of them is Lonto Griffin. Uh, Finally had, you know, after a couple uh, bad finishes, he had a pretty solid finish last week at the Travelers. And, you know, this is a really weak field, so I just think he'll continue that play, and he has a lot of upside. He could really finish – high here and he just really popped on a lot of the the stats i was looking at so i'm interested in lonto at 6800 um it's definitely risk reward but you know i think he's going to get it done um another guy now i want to say this is for the millie maker um you know if you want to because i have him on one lineup for the millie maker but i wouldn't risk it at all in cash or a smaller gpp and that's a uh, Luke list at 6,700. So I just couldn't ignore this play because I mean, he just completely popped off the page for some stats and his form isn't really there right now. But if you look earlier this year before the break, he was playing pretty well, you know, maybe he'll find, maybe he'll find something this week in this weaker field and, I mean the guy can make eagles he can bomb it a long way so these par fives he'll, they'll be gettable for him if he can strike the ball you know decent and better than he has been and he did recently win on the corn fairy tour but i mean back even for this field this field's still a lot better than that corn fairy uh tour field but you know still it gave him a little comments. obviously after that he had some miscuts recently but this field's a lot weaker and he has the upside he could bounce back and I'm just saying for like the millie maker, he could, you know, maybe he'll finish somehow in the top 10 and could win you the million. So it's someone I'm going to play on like a few lineups like that, like in the millie, but um, you know, it's, it's definitely very risky. Uh, Another guy. Yeah. I mean, I'm agreeing on Wesley Bryant. He's definitely mispriced. Yeah. You know I'm not gonna play him a whole lot, but yeah, one key thing though is he's been better than anyone the last few weeks in strokes gained approach, which is pretty crazy. So I might I might end up being really stupid for not playing him 100% of my lineups. He could really do well, but I like him. I just don't love him like some other guys that I'm gonna mention yet. But yeah, I definitely agree with you on him. Um, So yeah other than that i mean i just think he's gonna be he might be a lot more popular and for the 6k range when you pick guys down here you really don't want them to be chalky i mean because then it's just kind of like to me it's more of a because you know bryson of course like your top expensive guy you you know if he's chalky it doesn't matter as much but you know obviously it's better if he's not too but at the same time you really don't want to have chalky cheap guys if you can help it but Um, so that's just one thing why but my favorite play in this range is Cameron Davis I'm really confident in this play he just missed the cut last week I did have him I had a sprinkle of him last week and he missed the cut but this field's a lot weaker the guy can really fill it up Um, you know and I honestly my we'll get into our bold predictions but I have something to say and maybe it's about Davis um for that but yeah my Davis I'm playing him in most of my lineups at Mm 6,500 I just think he's gonna I even bet him on first round leader he's teeing off uh I believe early in the morning tomorrow and uh and I don't know I just have a feeling I think he's gonna get off to a hot start just like just like uh who'd you mention yeah Burns he can kind of implode on the weekend just like Burns does a lot but I think he's gonna make the cut so hopefully he doesn't implode but i think he'll get off to a hot start make a ton of birdies make some eagles he can get hot with his irons he can get hot with his putter actually as well even though he's not the best putter but he checked a lot of the boxes so i'm just yeah, i just like him i just think he's a lot better player than a lot of these other guys so yeah like the aussie cameron davis um i'll be playing quite a bit of him um And then, other than that, you know, I guess I'm trying to – I'm just scrolling through here. I mean, I see why, you know, you like Hadley. I'm not going there, though. Um, I've heard a lot of chatter on Matt Wallace and Wyndham Clark, but I can't get there. Tringali burned me the other week, so screw him. I'm out on him. Matt Jones, I mean, I couldn't blame you if you wanted to take a chance on him, 6,500. You know, he's a dart throw. CT Pan, same kind of thing, but I can't – Troy Merritt, um, but I can't go there. Uh, But, yeah, for a really cheap guy, yeah, my favorite play is Chase Seaford as well. Um, He definitely popped on some of the stats, and so, you know – I like him a little bit if you really want to go cheap. And then uh, Zang as well, maybe. But that's really about it for this range. I'm really, just a recap as well, um, my favorite plays are Cameron Davis, Lonto Griffin, Wesley Bryan, and uh, Luke List. And that's it for this range. Yeah, so, well, and Sam Burns for sure. But, yeah, that, that's all I got for the 6 game range, so We'll get into our bold predictions. So I guess I'll I'll lead us off here for this. Uh, I already kind of hinted at it. Um, My bold prediction for the Rocket Mortgage is that Cameron Davis finishes in the top 10. So I think he's going to have a great week. I'm hoping he does, because if he does, it could help me win a lot of money. Um, And if he burns me this week, well... You know, it'll be unfortunate, but I'm confident. I think he can do really well. And then one other quick side bold prediction is Kyle Stanley top 10 as well. I think he could have a great week, but other than that, yeah, I think Bryson's going to run away with this thing. Um, You know, it seems like it, but as he's the favorite for a reason. So yeah, go ahead and give us your final thoughts and
1: bold prediction all right, I got, I got three of them, and I'll say them in the order of least bold to most bold. So my least bold prediction, and it's still pretty bold, is that uh, Ricky Fowler misses the cut. Um, I really don't like where his game is at. He was experimenting with a cross-handed <clears throat> from the short putts last week. <laughs> You know, when you're switching up your putting grip or your putter or whatever you're tinkering with, it means you have no idea what's going through the guy's head right now on the greens. And I feel like that's just a disaster. So I think Fowler misses the cut. Then my next one is going to be, I mentioned earlier, Bryson wins by four or more shots this week. And then my most bold prediction and I wonder what the odds would be I could get on this if they made something for something like this. But it's a uh, Wesley Bryan will hit a hole in one this week because his irons have been just insane, and I think he's going to get an ace. All right, that would be pretty Actually, crazy. Actually, Nick,
0: did you? Yeah, did you hear that? I believe on social media, I heard that Chase Seifer hit a hole in one on the practice round.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So right. just another thing, but. All right, great bold predictions, great stuff here. Uh, So, yeah, after this week, uh, you know, it looks like they're heading to Dublin, Ohio for the uh, Memorial, but there's, it looks like there's two tournaments back-to-back weeks at the same course, a charity event, and then the actual Memorial tournament. I don't have all the details on it, but it looks like, the field will be pretty decent for both tournaments. Um, Memorial you know, will be stacked. Tigers,
1: It'll be Yeah, Memorial.
0: Yeah, Memorial the second tournament, not next week, but the following will be re- a really stacked field. Expect Tiger to play. I guess I've heard that Tiger might play in both tournaments, but we'll see. The first one won't be as stacked, but still, you know, this field this week isn't as stacked, but you know what? Still, PGA Tour golf, we still can try to make some money and enjoy watching it and uh come you know the excitement down the stretch so hopefully we can all win some money so good luck everybody we'll see you guys next week on the no bs DFS podcast i'm your host joe co-host nick here see ya
1: you